shit band And now we talk to people About their first bands All the bad kids And other tragic things That only ever happen Was being in a band Hello, listeners. Welcome back to another episode of We Were In A Band, episode four. Your boy's here, Finn O'Sullivan. I'm here with my best buddy there, Jack. How are you, Jack? Yes, all good. Fourth episode. We're, we're on it. We're rolling. It feels good. It feels good. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure that the listeners, when they, when they do eventually get to this, will be aware that there's been over a month between <laughs> episode releases. But I think that just illustrates sort of how laid back and cool we are in the podcast world. Yeah, we're just regularly irregular. Yeah, I quite like it. I quite like because mm. you never know. You, like, we'll never tell you and then we'll just drop an episode. It's like a right hook of entertainment. Absolutely. It's, 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 it's a cool way to be. Um, you know, everyone can do it, but, but we're nailing it. But we're here, episode four. Uh, everything is well. Jack, I hope you're well. Yeah, I think so. Are you well? I'm doing very well, actually. Yeah, I'm enjoying myself. It's been busy, but um, it's, it's good. Uh, we've got a really exciting feature guest this week um, who we had such a great interview with. I don't know, Jack, give us the, the rundown on, uh, on who we're talking to this week. Yeah, so today's guest, we've got the legendary uh, Motormouth out of Nottingham. He, he spoke to us, this was back in March. He's a, he's a beatboxer, a rapper, spoken word artist, producer, songwriter, Incredible performer, incredible human, just an all-round, yeah, just 10 out of 10, you know, ticks all the boxes. He's recently just been on a tour of um, various venues up and down the country, been touring with an orchestra, uh, performing live The History of Drum and Bass, uh, which has been, the videos I've seen just look absolutely mind-blowing. So it's been great to see him on a, on a big stage doing his thing. It, it was really great to, to have a good old chat with him and hear his history. That is awesome as well, because I, I mean, we did record it a little while ago, but the interview, as I keep saying, was, was one of my favourites, because he's such a fascinating guy, and the stories he had to tell were excellent. So I'm sure everyone's going to enjoy it, uh, listening yeah. to him here. Yeah, and he's been all around the world, and you'll yeah, you'll hear about it. Where you know where his where his mouth has taken him is uh, yeah, it's been something quite spectacular. <laughs> where his mouth has taken him, <laughs> I'm excited. You're excited. Let's get it going, man. I'm not sure why I called. I guess I really just wanted to talk to you. Alex Motormouth Young. Welcome hey. to the show, baby. Hey, man. Thank you for having me, man. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's so good to have you on. We um, and if I can quote your Twitter, I don't know if you still use Twitter anymore, but it, you call yourself the beatboxing bastard and lyrical tongue twister. <laughs> Is that still true? Oh yes, <laughs> very much so. I've to call myself that, actually, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a great true. bio. Nice and yeah. you know, straight to the point. <laughs> yeah, man. Man, <laughs> <laughs> well i guess we'll just go straight in with it what was from your from your memory who what when where how what was your first ever gig my first ever gig was in let's see it was august 2008 i was 16 years old yeah and um around that time i used to i used to go to this uh, local studio in, in nottingham called um crs uh, or russell youth club um it's the place to hold it and um yeah I, I i went there i went there like a year before when i 
I was about 15, uh, just like, I was like trying to like learn how to make beats and stuff like that. I was beatboxing, but I wasn't, I wasn't really showing anyone at that point until like I left school and then I went back and I showed them some beatboxing and everyone was like, yo, this can just get <laughs> throw some beats down, you know? Um, so yeah, they, um, they helped me like get some recordings, uh, they helped me, uh, like get gigs. And the first gig I ever did was uh, a community uh, gig in a, in, a, in a place called The Chase in St. Anne's. And uh, it was like a, like, it, it, The Chase is kind of like a big, like, it's community, it's got like, shops, uh, youth center, stuff okay. like that, uh, in the center. And um, they had this big stage. And I went on. It was the first time I ever, like, you know, performed. And I was the first act on. Oof. And no one was there. Like, <laughs> pretty much. Well, there was like a handful of people just like walking around. You know, it's like first acts and stuff like that. And um, yeah, I, I remember playing my set. Like, there's a really good sound system and stuff. I was, I was using a wireless microphone. So I'm there, like, you know, Ooh. running around and doing my moves and stuff. And like, I finished my set, and there was like a little, like a little, like little, like splashes <laughs> of claps around. Um, but then I heard this one guy in the background just go. <laughs> like while eating like we had like, his fish and chips and stuff, uh, and I'll get to him in a minute. Uh, but basically, the, um, the 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 gig was organised by uh, a woman who who turned out was actually my second cousin, uh, who used to be a rapper herself, um, and she goes by uh, Simone like C uh, hyphen the M O N E. And uh, if you're a fan of the streets, you would have heard her on the streets' second album. Uh, there's a song called uh, Get Out of My House. It's like, you get out of my house, please. That is Simone. That no is my way. second cousin. Um, so, yeah, the, the first time and the only time I met her was, was during this gig. And uh, she was lovely, man. She was a lovely woman. Got everything, like, all organized to make sure, I, you know, I got sorted out, got my refreshments and all that kind of stuff. Um, so, yeah, it, it was a good, like, little uh, little introduction uh, to, to, like, um, performing and stuff. And uh, and that, that one guy that was, like, in the background, um, he was a rapper that, um, well, is a rapper, should I say, uh, that was in the CRS Russell Youth Club as well. And uh, but I used to listen to him when I was a younger teenager. You know, I used to look up to him, and I found out like this guy was there. He goes by the name of Vandal. Um, yeah, and he, he used to be well. He changed his name to Euphorical. If anyone's if anyone's a fan of like uh, Don't Flop uh, rap yeah, battles, yeah, okay. you, mo most likely you would have seen uh, this Euphorical guy. If not, check him out, man. He's 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 an incredible MC, wicked guy. Uh, he, he's gone back to his original name, Vandal, now. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah, he, he was, he was there, like, uh, giving me props, man. So that was kind of like, I know at the time it was, it was, a, I was a bit starstruck, even though he was like a local MC, like I was a bit starstruck. Oh my God, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but that, that, so that was the first one, I'll just quickly say that that was like my first gig, not when anyone was there. The second gig I did was, was through the same people and we played at the Nottingham uh, council house and there was about, I don't know, a good. 300 people there. Holy shit. And the mayor of Nottingham was right at the front. And I was just there like... <laughs> That's who you want. No pressure, you know. And uh, just before I come on stage, my mum's there and they go, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Moldermouth. And my mum's like, that's my wife, that's my son. And everyone just looks around like... like Chill out, love, you know what I mean? And then I perform, everyone loses their fucking... Excuse my friend. Everyone loses their mind. And then everyone goes up to my mum afterwards, like, oh, see, so you're Alex's mum. Hey, he's really good. My mum's like, I told you. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
so yeah so yeah big up to uh, crs for uh, for those experiences man and it's been yeah rock and roll ever so, since so those were two very different gigs then were they for how many sorry did you say how many weeks apart they were how many months apart those gigs were um i think it was only like a couple i think it was in like two weeks maybe a month yeah it was in a very like short period of time and um yeah they tend to get like more local gigs and stuff like that and I was performing with like not just rappers, but also acoustic artists as well. A singer from Nottingham called Nina Smith. Shout out to Nina Smith if you're watching. Um, like she, she, um, I was like her drummer, and she was like playing acoustic, like acoustic singing, songwriting, and we do gigs together. And yeah, she, she, she taught me a lot, man. She taught me a lot about the industry and how you know how 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 like performance like how, like uh, um, stage presence and things like that, and you know collaborating with other. Yeah acoustic artists and stuff so yeah i i i got i got, I got to learn quite a lot like and, very quickly and was it always beatboxing for you and and i guess like at the beginning you were you were sort of you were rapping a little bit and emceeing was it was it always that or did you ever want to be in a in a band or like in you know a traditional sort of four or five piece guitar band well um to be tr- to be truthful the first thing that what i really wanted to do when i was a kid uh before even music even came came to my mind was i wanted to be a comedian I wanted to be like a, right. a, a, a comedy actor. Like I, I was a big fan of like uh, Jim Carrey, uh, Eddie Murphy, yeah. and, and things like that. And then when I got older, uh, my dad introduced me to Richard Pryor uh, and uh, comedians like, like Billy Colony and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but, um, but then throughout school, I started like I, I, I dropped out of drama classes because I was like, oh, it's, it's not cool to do drama anymore. You know, I was, I was trying to be the cool teenager, you know it is. <laughs> um, but I started hanging out. I started like listening to a lot more rap music uh, and beatboxing just kind of like just came to me, I guess. And then I wanted to be a producer. But um, but yeah, I, I guess I, guess I, I, I started off uh, beatboxing and I wanted to be a rapper. And yeah. I was writing bits and bobs, but I never really shown anyone. I was, I was quite nervous about it. Um, I do bits and bobs, but... Um, mainly it was, it was, I was just doing beatboxing first. Um, but, and then, I, and then I started, the more I started hanging out with rappers, the more I started to like get idea of like flows and how freestyles worked and like what, what yeah, ciphers yeah. were and things like that. Cause being a beatboxer, you know, everyone's like, yo, yo, drop a beat. And then MCs would just like, you know, just rap everywhere. Jumping and I'm there it. dropping beats and just kind of like, oh, do this kind of thing. Um, and then I eventually, uh, so, so, so this, this is, this is like 2008 like from them basically and then in late 2010 early 2011 i joined a band called just james and they were like man at the at, at the time they were doing stuff like like pendulum and like prodigy oh, and things like yeah, that in, in a live band environment so it was like you had a drummer um you had a synth player bassist guitarist electric guitarist uh singer and then me, and originally I was just supposed to be the hype man. I was just going to be like, so then I was like, okay, so I'll, I'll write, I'll start writing little verses here and there, and I'll just be the hype man, you know what I mean, or whatever. Yeah. And um, they were based in a, a place in the Midlands called Ripley slash Underwood, Eastwood kind of thing. And I played this, I played my first gig with them in this venue uh, called uh, Out of Town. Uh, hopefully it's still around. Um and I played in like the in like the little event room in the back, and it was a sold out show. Like, like everyone was buzzing for these guys, and we were doing yeah. covers of like yeah, they were doing like Pendulum and uh, pro, like Prodigy songs. Like, I can't remember what I was supposed to do, but uh, anyway, as soon as because we were headlining it, as soon as the band played, 
mosh pits just came out of nowhere. <laughs> and this is the first time I'd ever like witnessed this kind of chaos. You know what I mean? Like usually when we do more hip hop stuff, you don't really see mosh pits and, you know, you'll see people like, you know, bob around yeah, and stuff, yeah, but you wouldn't around. really have like mosh pits and things like that. So as soon as they played, it's just like, and I'm like, oh my God. And, you know, I'm doing my thing, being the hype man and stuff. And then, put the mic down and I jump into the mosh pit, like my first ever mosh pit. And as soon as I walk into it, people just like lift me up and start crowd surfing me. And I was just Holy like, shit. yeah, this is cool. This is what I want to do. I eventually joined a band. I kind of by accident, I guess, you know yeah. what I mean? So yeah, in like uh, anyway, 2014, we were like late 2014, we have a bit of a hiatus. Uh, I don't know, it's 2013. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, and at that point, I was kind of like, I didn't really know what to do because I, 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 I was bored of just like doing beatbox shows, like just on my own all the time. Like yeah. they, they just, they, I just felt a bit limited. And then the band kind of like broke up, broke off because like people wanted wanted to, um, people wanted to like go to university. One, someone was going to uh, Scotland. One was in Wales. Uh, one, one went to London. One, to, do you know what I mean? Everyone's kind of dispersed. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, I didn't quite know what I wanted to do. And then uh, a friend of mine messaged me randomly and said, "Yo, dude, I've, I've got a, um, I've got, a, I'm selling this loop station. Um, if 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 you're interested." And looping wasn't really my kind of forte because I kind of at that time I don't know why I, I kind of thought like it's oh it's, it's, it's cheating, and, yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Because not doing all the sounds in one go and all that. Um, but I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'll I'll, I'll get it. So he, he sold me a uh, uh, <clears throat> like a, 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 a what was it? A, a, a bus RC30, like a twin track one. And it took me about a month to kind of, like, you know, kind of get the swing of it, like how it works and how to, how to catch my natural with their natural rhythm and stuff like that. And then as soon as I got it, I started playing gigs on my own, and it came to a point where I could beatbox, I, I, I could rap on top of my beatbox tracks. And yeah, and and it just now it's opened up like so many doors now, you know. And yeah. and now and now fast forward to this day. I'm not only doing loop station stuff, but I've got confidence to to work with bands, uh, acoustic artists, this, that, and the other. I've, I've had like all like these really cool opportunities to try different things, and now I'm in like a million other projects <laughs> because of it, you know. And and I think that's that's really because when you're a beatboxer, you're naturally a collaborator. You 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 naturally collaborate with people. You know, you kind of chameleon your sounds to them. Um, and that's kind of like sparked my hunger to collaborate with other people. And each collaboration that I have worked with, still to this day, each like band or project that I work in, it all has its own different sound. It might be yeah. similar genres, but they all have their own unique kind of style about them, uh, which I, which is I always find quite exciting. Uh, but it's also come to a point where it's like I've got so many projects now, like. I like people like what what like where where's where's your solo where's your solo EP? I don't even have an EP out yet. I don't even have my own solo because <laughs> I'm just like no no I've just got this one thing here. I'm gonna you know um but uh, but yeah it's 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 exciting. It's it's still exciting to me as well too. Well, that's something that ties in. When I spoke with you a few months ago, actually on the phone, you were like, Jack, you were like, let me just make something clear to you. You were like, I want to be a musical whore. (laughs) 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 So, yeah, I guess that that sums it up, doesn't it? You know? (laughs) Yes, yes, I am. I'm just just a freaky, funky motherfucker, you know? (laughs) (laughs) We were sort of rooting around um, on the internet um, looking for one of your sort of earlier pieces 
Um, so we, we managed to, we would like to play a little something from the early days, if you don't mind. So we managed to find this little piece uh, from 2012 here uh, on the NG64 channel. Do you remember that? Ah, okay, yeah, yeah, nah, I'm cool with that one, that's fine. I saw your yeah. eyes, your eyes like, what the fuck are they going to play? <laughs> um, so, so we found this little piece, and it's, it's really good. It's a bit of rapping, it's almost like a bit of spoken word poetry. You've got some beatboxing in there, some cool sounds going on. But also, it's, it's sort of like, um, it reminds me of one of those nationwide ads, because you're floating, for, for the listener, he's floating in a boat on some sort of lake or, or, or canal. Is, is that true? Yeah. Yeah, it was like um, uh, at the uh, Nottingham University, there's like a, a bit of like a lake kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, then people can just like go on the boats and just row around. Um, but that that was a very interesting project. Um, how that came about was um, uh, <clears throat> there was a, a project going on, going on uh, dedicated to uh, a, an author called uh, Alan, Silito, Alan Silito. Right. Yeah. He did a, a book called um, Saturday Night, Sunday Morning and, and various other ones as well. He's quite a renowned uh, author mm-hmm. uh, who was from Nottingham. And um, so everyone had to do... Uh, uh, I was out of four, one, one of four poets that had to do a piece uh, kind of dedicated to him in, in this story. And mine was about solitude because in, in, the, in the story, the main character, he likes to, they like to go out and go fishing. And, yeah. And it just so... Um, I, I, me and my friends had the idea to do this poem in the boat. So when when you listen back to it, like you hear like certain sound effects and you know like they kind of collaborate with with the stresses of life, like technology and just like noise, like noise out there and all, all that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, I wanted to try to make it as uh, immersive as possible. Yeah, but it was it was it was a bit scary recording that because um, it was a three man boat. But there was four of us in it, and <laughs> I was like at the front of the boat, like, and two two of my friends were at the back rowing, and in the middle was the cameraman, and yeah. we've got this little tiny boat that's you know, rocking doing this, <laughs> and he's got five thousand pounds worth of camera equipment, you know, and we're surrounded, we're in a body of water, and it was it was it was just a bit weird because like, you know he had to get up and like turn things around and. Yeah, get thing, get equipment out for the camera, and we're both there, like, oh my god, do not drop this in the water. You know what I mean? <laughs> I was like, mate, like, I ain't got five grand on me. Like, yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it, was, it was, it was, I thought it was a really good, good project. And uh, NG64 was because it, it was basically for, um, uh, it was a BBC Al- BBC Arts Council, right? But um, who recorded it was doing this thing called NG64, where they'll get rappers to do 64 bars worth of lyrics. Um, and so we kind of collaborated on that. And then, so I was able to share that on his channel as well as the arts council channel and the feedback was great. It was, it was, it was really, yeah. Um, yeah, that like, kind of flashed me back for a minute. Now. We'll give it a spin and then so people can have a listen and get a bit of an idea. I'm just going to cut in on it. Um, just, just so we can get some of the sound effects coming in. My life is silent mode. Mobile phones are vibrant, vibrant, silly ringtones that went from ring, ring to, to, 
loud noises are destroying my vision, distorting my rhythm in ways I want to take it to the basic days. So I throw my iPhone away. Steve did a great job, but I know that today I'll have to ring job seekers and listen to them play while I wait on the other side of the receiver like, please wait. Please wait. So Juggling good. my money right in front of me. Why do we need technology and currency? It's currently distracting me, you, and them. Great people seduced by GPS. And the next whole nine yards, please turn right. Then make a U-turn into this stressful life. It's like, this vehicle is reversing. This vehicle's turning left. We vehicles have feelings. And we're feeling depressed, not feeling the two-step mess that DJs request. Spitting some fire there, man. How did that? That is, um, you know what I thought as well. That was 2012, right? But this, the stuff you're talking about there is so current now, like being able to like switch off and being totally like barraged by technology in all its different forms. I was like, that's it's so weird that that is it's even more current now, like in in today, that that those themes still kind of stick with us. I thought that was awesome, yeah, yeah. It's 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 mad as well because it was like I was basing that. Over like the story of a, of a book that came out in like the sixties or something. Yeah, crazy. Um, so it was kind of like translating those things at those times to to, to, to into you know two thousand and twelve, uh, and and yeah, that's that's the point. Man. I never really thought of it like that. Like listening back to it now, it's still just as if not even more relevant. You know. Yeah. We've talked about you sort of, I guess you gave us a snapshot of like your whole career to date. We talked about your very first gig, but now we want to get into the nitty gritty of like, have you got a very worst gig, a very weirdest gig, the strangest experience gig, mysterious experience, something just out of this world? Uh, I don't know, weird gigs, weird gigs, because um, yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, man, they're all kind of like flung back now, do you know what I mean? But one of them, uh, with that Just James band I told you about, uh, we got paid to play this gig in in Norfolk, right? Okay. Of all places. And we were supporting... You might want to get your thing ready for this. We actually <laughs> supported an Oasis cover band from, from Spain. Wall. Yeah. You're my wonder wall. He's dropped the O-bomb. I can't believe you've actually Wait, done just, it. Let's, let's just back at that. An Oasis cover band from Spain. <laughs> it's yeah. a great combo. In Norfolk. <laughs> yeah. So they couldn't sort you out with, you know, they couldn't sort you out with the Barcelona leg of the tour. <laughs> it, was, it was, it was, yeah. Like, basically, the, the, the guy that organised it, I think he saw us perform somewhere. It might have been at the maze, actually. And uh, came up to us, oh, man, I'd love to get your details and get your paid shows. Yeah, cool, whatever. Yeah, promoters, right? And, uh, yeah, so yeah, we, we get offered. Uh, and we, we got paid, like, £300 for it. We got, like, you know, like, um, travel sorted and all that stuff. Not and bad. they put us up in these really nice cottages. So, like, we got there, we're like, oh, we made it. No, we got these, like, nice, quaint little, like, Norfolk, like, cottages, you know what I mean? Like, it was really, it was really sweet, and like, we had a little party afterwards and stuff. Um, but, um, yeah, but and, uh, we, we, uh, we, met, we met the band, the Spanish band, and they, they were lovely, they were really nice guys. And, um, you know, they actually sounded very close to Oasis, to be fair. Um, fair play. So how it started off was, like, you know, there was an acoustic act, then it was us, and then it was them. And 
the venue that we played, I think it was part of like this hotel or something. And uh, it was like your tip, like the, in terms of the, it was like in terms of the crowd, it was kind of like, you know, your typical British pub, lads, 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 for, like yeah, Fosters yeah. And, a, and a bit of, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> a lot of like, you know what I'm talking about, yeah. you know, you, you, so you had those like the, the, the younger Oasis heads and then you had the older heads as well. And where was you? It's like you have like the stage here, dance floor, and then the seating area, and then the bar. Okay. And we were playing, and the, the music that just changed me, like I said, was what it was like prodigy kind of vibe. So like you know, it's 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 like live, it's it's fast, it's intense, it's danceable. It's like get up off your ass, dance, and yeah. no one danced, not a single soul. Like uh. we were playing, and like this, the dance floor was just completely empty, and you had these other blokes just like sitting down, looking at us from afar, drinking a pint of John Smith's. Was like. <laughs> you know, it was just so weird and awkward, yeah. man. You know, but I'm um, like, hey, screw it, we're getting paid. Um, and then, yeah, like <laughs> the um, the Oasis uh, band play, you know, pints of fosters everywhere. Yeah. You, you know, what I mean, it was just like, okay, you know. But you know, it was uh, it, it was fun. We, we had we had a good time, and you know, like I say, we got paid. Like we had, we had a little party afterwards, and I think. We clicked on like the promoter was um, uh, like to ride the white horse, shall we say? <laughs> yeah. So it was like, okay. Oh, this is starting to make a lot more sense now. <laughs> 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 well, I mean, that sounds like you know that does sound like a, a largely a positive experience. You know, from getting put up to you know getting paid to actually the band actually being nice. It just had everything but the sort of. Um, Discerning crowd, so to speak. Yeah, it was well, it was one of those. But hey, I mean, we kind of we kind of looked at each other and said, "Yo, we are in Norfolk, aren't we?" You know, <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, uh, you know but I think there's a couple people that liked it. I mean, in fact, yeah, in fact, there was this one older lady that uh, came up to us after the show that was bigging us up. Like, you know, what I mean, she's like, "Oh, we like that," you know, like, you know. There like, always <laughs> is. There always is the one older lady. Always. Oh yeah. There was, there's always that one that just like you know like just little person in hand she was like it's different isn't it you know that's <laughs> <laughs> different yeah that's such a great that's a textbook yeah oh this yeah. is something new for a saturday yeah. night <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah she was cool man. any venues that stand out for you where you kind of turned up and were like oh <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I can't, again, um, I, uh, I I got um, I, I played a, a set at a Wine Up Festival a few years ago, like this little uh, saloon bar thing. And my friends were, were helping out, and um, uh, uh, it's very much fun. But um, so basically, like 2015, I played. Uh, uh, I was just at, I was just at a Wine Up Festival. A friend got me a ticket. I went. I said, yeah, it's not whatever. And uh, some of the people from the maze were working at this little bar. There was like a bar slash, uh, like like you know, stage. Okay. Going. And it was it was it was like a saloon, you know, the Western saloons. Okay. Oh, and um, anyway, one of my boss like, runs up to me and he's like, "Yo, Alex, have you got your loop station with you?" And I was like, "As a matter of fact, I do." <laughs> right. And uh, I was like, "Why?" He's like, "Oh, basically, um, one of the uh, uh, one of the acts has pulled out." Do you mind filling in like half an hour in case get for beers or something? And I was like, yeah, but in the saloon, basically, all the, all the acts were like country western, 
Americana, yeah. like bluegrass kind of stuff. You okay. know what I mean? So I was like, <laughs> I'm doing like loop station beatbox, hip hop, weird stuff. Like, I don't know if it's going to work, but I'll give it a shot and I hope you will. Yeah. As soon as I played, the whole place just filled up. It just like, from like those people outside, like, what was going on? You know what I mean? It was crazy. Like, it, you know, it was something different. Different, isn't it? That's exactly what that was. You know, <laughs> it was a room full of them this time, though. A room yeah. full of people wearing cowboy hats, going, "Oh, <laughs> well, yeehaw!" You know what I mean? All that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that. It, it was it was so cool, man. Like, yeah, I played a really good set, really fun. Um, and then, like, kids kids will come up to me, ask for autographs and stuff. So I was like, "Yeah, oh, go go, pick it, it's mad." Um, and then I played another set with a friend of mine, and I saw Snoop Dogg, like, he headlined on the Friday, and I was like, this has just been the best day ever, you know? Um, Wait, what? Snoop, yeah, like, Snoop Dogg was headlining? Where was this festival? Matlock. What, what the fuck? They got Snoop. They got Snoop. Well, Holy I'm not, shit. I'm not, I'm not chatting, not chatting doo doo here, man. I was like, because it even said, like, Snoop Dogg was going to be there, like, you know, on, on the bill and everything. Yeah, the headline. I was, I was, I was still standing there and being like, no, waiting for it to come on stage to be like, Snoop's not going to turn. <laughs> yeah, there's no way. What the hell is he doing in Matlock? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Snoop Dogg. And <laughs> he killed it. He didn't do none of that Snoop Lion stuff. Like, he did, like, he pretty much did all of the Doggy Style album, if you're onto it, you know what I mean? Like, it, yeah, it was a proper Snoop Dogg show. And I was just like, this is, this is mental. Anyway, sorry, I... Um, Digress. Um, so anyway, I get invited to play again at Why Not the next the, the next year. Uh, play the set, and there was this gentleman that um, that that watched me, and um, he asked me if I could play at his uh, his venue in uh, in Wales. Nice. I'm like, yeah, yeah, sound, yeah, cool. I'm more than happy to do that. Uh, and like, you know, he paid for my travel, he paid me 250 quid, like you know, someone's booth. But I remember I um, I got there, and it's this tiny little pub. Right. In the middle of nowhere in Wales, right? Yeah. And I'm a bit like, okay, right. As soon as I walk in the door, everyone just like, just, it was just so lovely. Just incredibly like, oh, you're the nice. Hey, let, let me buy you a beer. Let me buy you. Like, as soon as I walked in, I was like, oh, okay, nice vibe. Oh, nice. Uh, you know, it's, it's really it's like a shoebox of a of a, of a of a pub, but everyone was was incredibly nice, like really nice to me and everyone else. And I'm getting set up. Bear in mind, I'm in the middle of nowhere. It's, uh, where was? What was it called? Cool? Where, where, where was it? Um, <laughs> 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 I'm trying. I'm trying to think of like the the. It had like a really weird name, like mold or <laughs> or. <laughs> Like that. Did you play at the Fisted Nun down in Mould? <laughs> yes, I did. Yeah. Oh, I love that venue. Yeah. I think it was, I think it was cool, but I, it's escaped me now. It's escaped me, but it was like in the middle of nowhere, and like setting up, and and like you know, everyone's nice spirits. Something like oh, that might be alright. All of a sudden, I see this lad walk in with a Wu Tang Clan T-shirt on. And I'm like, <laughs> in the, in the middle of nowhere in Wales, you got one guy that just strolls in this little pub with a Wu Tang shirt on. I'm like, all right, okay, what's it about? So anyway, I'm playing my set, 
everyone's loving it. Everyone is. Lo- I'm there thinking like, again. Like I was thinking like this is this is gonna be a bit weird. Like I don't know if people gonna like it. Everyone fell in love with it. And I saw this guy with a Wu Tang shirt and uh, Josh Bolt. His name is Shout out to Josh Bolt. And talking about hip hop and stuff. And I was like, you rap, right? So like, yeah, I rap a little bit. Nice. I give him the microphone. I'm not expecting much. It might have just you know just country some country rapper or something. <laughs> Man, this guy comes on the mic. And he did some old school Buster Rhymes on me, man. I'm talking like straight up 1996 Buster Rhymes. Like, what the fuck? I'm like, no one raps like this back in my hometown. How am I finding like a, a, a Welsh Buster Rhymes? Like, you know what I mean? And not hear flows like that anywhere. Man, that's it mad. Th- threw me off, man. Threw me off. So, yeah. And then you know, we parted the night away, I stayed overnight. And yeah, I've done a couple more since then. But, uh, yeah, it was. It was. It, I mean, it, it was weird in the sense of just the. I was just not expecting any of that, you know. Yeah, it's. It seems to me like like we we've interviewed a lot of people for this podcast and their their sort of early bands and their early ventures and stuff like that. You are the only person we've met where you say I turned up, it looked weird, and then I played and every like the filled the dance floor. Everyone went nuts. Everyone was loving it. <laughs> everyone else we talked to is like, yeah, basically the locals looked us up and down, said, shouted like, oh, you shit from the back of the room, and then we packed up and went home. No, no money. <laughs> but maybe it just goes to show that you know there's only one motor mouth. Well, exactly. You know, yeah, exactly. we've just found that out right now. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, what about then as well? I remember. Um, so I met you at the end of 2017 at uh, Sofa Sounds in Hackney. It was at their HQ. But then I remember that following year, so in 2018, around about April time, I think we were meant to do a few gigs together. But you ended up doing a tour with Space Dolphin, who's the band that you play with. But that was whereabouts was because that was sort of that was very far away somewhere that you did that tour. Oh was, no, no, that was. Um... Um... That, uh, it wasn't with Space Dolphin, no, it was with, uh, I, I went to um, Singapore. Yeah, I was touring with um, uh, a friend of mine who goes by Junjo. Uh, and basically it was like uh, music that I was collaborating on. It was, it was like his stuff, but I've done a couple of tracks with him. So in, in, in he invited me to join him. Uh, so it was like me, him, and our mates, uh, Wes on the drums and uh, uh, Elliot McCall on the um, bass. Um, and yeah, man, like it was um, Singapore was that we, we, we played like these 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 two venues. Um, just like, uh, well, no, sorry, we, we, were supposed to, we were supposed to play two gigs in Singapore and then one in Malaysia. One of the Singapore ones fell through, um, but the other one was cool. So like we, we played played this venue in in Singapore. It's really really small music shop, like really tiny, yeah. like really intimate. Um, and all the other acts. And basically, how how, how we got this in the first place? John Joe uh, used to be in a band called Autumn Diet Plans, and they played <laughs> a gig a uh, in their hometown Nottingham. And there was a band from Singapore that came to Nottingham that played on the same bill as those guys. And um, like they were a bit more like uh, um, uh, tapestry, they called, and they're more like it was like emo kind of. I don't know, to, I don't know to, like sh- like kind of shoegazy, metally emo kind of stuff. But it was really cool, like really, really fine. 
It sounds like and a sort of like cultural exchange. Like, you know, the way when you're like, it's like stains twinned with Cran-sur-Mer in France. Like, <laughs> everyone like coming over from Singapore and they're like, oh, we'll come back and play a few shows. That's weird. Yeah. It was it was crazy, man. Like, so so John Joe, like, met, met these guys from playing with this band. And then uh, the guys in Singapore were like, oh, yeah, we're basically on a UK tour, but our, 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 our van's packed up. Like, we, could, we, we don't know how we're going to do the rest of the tour. We've got to go to Germany. We've got to go to France or this. John Joe was like, I'll do it. I'll sort you out. So John Joe became, like, their, their, um, their roadie, I guess. Yeah, um, like tour manager. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. And... Shit took them all around and they were like as a thank you like yeah we'll, we'll get some shows over in uh over in singapore and we get over there and again it's one of those like we're the stuff that we were doing it was like very it was like jazzy trip hop kind okay. of stuff um i'll have to i'll have to send you some stuff after this you gotta get an idea um yeah but it was it was very like jazzy trip hoppy uh yeah yeah it was, it was quite it, it was kind of like if you were to mix back Kurt Cobain and just plop them in like uh, the Wu Tang Clan. That's <laughs> they're, they're mixed with Massive Attack. You'd get this sound. Like that's the that's the best way I can describe it. Right? Wow! And uh, it was really cool. It was really cool. But all the other all the other bands that we're playing with in Singapore were hardcore metal, like yeah. hardcore <laughs> metal. Like you know what I mean? Like like, like really like. We're like. Um, but again, everyone everyone like everyone kind of like. Um, I really enjoyed it. Everyone really enjoyed it. And then the next night, we were doing a gig in Malaysia for like an all-day festival that they were doing. And again, all the other acts are metal and like like hardcore metal, right? And there was a pretty like pretty big venue and um, nice big stage, nice sound system. And the thing is, obviously, over there, uh, it was like April time. Yeah, it was like April time when we went, and it was absolutely boiling hot. Yeah. So hot, man. And we're in this this venue. It was, it was spacious enough. There were fans every, like you know, like fans like all over the all over the room. Okay. Like, but it was still a sweat box, man, right? And you had these metal bands, these these hardcore metal bands play. Loads of these Singaporean like uh guys, like no the Malaysian guys, sorry, the Malaysian people, like wearing like dot like like Doc Martins up to the up to the knees, <laughs> like tied up and everything. Like these guys, man, business man. They had like they had like dungarees, like you know, proper punk yeah. in Malaysia. They're mosh pitting in this boiling hot room, right? Oh. And I'm like, how are they doing this? Like, I've not I've not seen anyone drink a bottle of water in like 30 minutes. What's going on? <laughs> and like the, the, the guy with like the Doc Martins up here, he passed out three times. <laughs> while these guys, while, while, like it was just so hot, he just passed out. Got up again, went in the mosh pit, passed out. Oh, again, went in the mosh- I'm just like, I've yeah. n- never, 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 never. I've, I've, I've seen a lot of metal shows. I've seen a lot of metal gigs. I've never seen chaos like that. I mean, it that, was that is absolutely metal. Like, where, at what at what point do you drag that guy outside and fucking give him a slap, man? He's yeah. he, he needs medical attention at that point. <laughs> It was mad. Like, in fact, there was one point. I think it was like the second time he passed out. Like, people are like trying to put him on the sofa. I'm like, hey, you're Had a swig of whiskey and then just carried on. I'm like, this guy. Oh my is, god. I don't know. Like, he's 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 like the Hulk of mosh pits or something. You know what I mean? It was nuts. Um, but yeah, but great reception, man. And like, and one other thing as well is when I because like we we played our set, and people loved it, even though it's quite you know different genres and stuff. But I remember talking to some of the bands. 
and uh, and they were like, well, you know, we'll, like, we play hardcore punk and metal and stuff like that, but uh, secretly we all love hip hop. We all love rap music, nice. and it's like, yeah, okay, this makes sense. And it's, it's it's really interesting as well because you know, like 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 punk and hip hop are incredibly similar genres. Yeah. Um, you know, they're kind of like I don't know, I can't remember who said it, but like, like hip hop is like the bastardization of jazz. Punk is the bastardization of rock and roll. So they had like very similar feels, I guess. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, so they so kind of started bit, at the same time as well, didn't they? Yeah, that was it. They were like their own movements, uh, two, two sides of the same coin at the, at the same time, if that makes sense. And it's really cool. It was really interesting to kind of grasp that concept and then see that in a different country, yeah. especially some places like Malaysia and, and Singapore, where when at first, when uh, with the, when we played in Singapore in this little uh, music this little music shop, they had like um, like uh, uh, newspaper prints like framed on the wall. And um, basically, like in Singapore, it, it was like like rock music. Like I think it was like like the nineties. Like, but rock music was like you know people were terrified of it. And on on like the front page of this newspaper, it said, um, "Look at what your kids are doing." And it's just a guy like getting crowd surfed. And you know oh, what I mean? Man, it, was, yeah. it was no one was getting hurt, no blood and stuff like that. Um, but the thing was, what I found out was um, like uh, there's one band in Singapore. Or that I can't remember the name, but like they carried on making this music and were making a stand for themselves because we're like, no, we're, we're not, yeah. we're not censoring ourselves for you. Do you know what I mean? So, like, so seeing that kind of movement in a, in a different country was really inspiring as well. I thought it was really cool. Yeah, that's pretty radical, isn't it? Like having to, like, as late as the nineties too, for for that to sort of still be like a. I don't know, something that the newspapers would be making parents angry about, you know, like you should be ashamed yeah. if you're into rock and roll or if you're like getting out, you know, joining bands and crowd surfing and moshing, like that's a bad thing. It just yeah, seems yeah. like ridiculous. Yeah, and it was like late 80s, early 90s, like kind of, well, when that post was put up anyway. And, um, but I think I think that it was on the line of a lot of other things as well, like, like censorships and like, you know, when kids don't have that kind of expression, then you know they bottle that up, and then it comes out in worse ways. And they, you know what I mean. So it's really cool to see that kind of punk movement happen in different parts of the world. You know what I mean? Because you know hip hop, punk, things of that, think genres of that nature. They're, they're not just music genres. They're the they're lifestyles. We were in a band. Welcome back to our studio viewers. That was part one of our interview with Mr. Motormouth. I hope you're enjoying it so far. Just listening back to it, it's so funny, some of the stuff that we covered. And there's some great stuff coming up in part two. But as always, with our episodes, we have a middle guest. And today's middle guest is exceptional. Who are we talking to, Jack? We've got William Judge. Now, I've known Will for many years now. I used to work with him in a music shop. I've done various gigs with him. I've been to see him play. He's a very funny guy. Again, he's had a, a sort of a long history of being in various cover bands, originals bands. He does a lot of, uh, he's a very talented kind of Spanish guitarist. And so he's got lots of stories tied in with that. He's done his fair share of weddings, funerals, discos, everything. So uh, you're in for an absolute treat with this interview. We were in a band. Welcome to the show, Will. Thank you very much. Thank you. It's great to have you on. Um, I, yeah, I think me. we're just going to get straight straight in, Will. But from memory, what's the first gig you ever did? And we want to know where, 
when, who, how, all that stuff. First gig. Okay, yeah. Cheers, cheers for having me on, boys. This is uh, this is good. Yeah, pop my cherry on a podcast. It's good. <laughs> hey, with the cherry popping daddies, just that's what people call us. <laughs> Double team. But it's uh, no, it's good. It's uh, yeah. First, yeah, first gig I think was uh, well, I did some stuff in school, but like that was really, really rubbish. It was like real basic, you know, basic stuff. And then I think uh, like first, first proper gig because I, I went to like uh, after school to um, like music college. Yeah. And it was like organized. It's like your first gig when you're 16. You know, everyone's you know crapping themselves, and we were like playing some basic tunes. It was like in the college where all of the parents, all of the, all of the like the grandparents, all come in and stuff like that. You know, and bear in mind, it's like me with all people play. So you're playing all of this um, songs like Metallica and like Anthrax and Megadeth and stuff <laughs> like that. And it was the weirdest experience because it was like the first gig, so you're shit in your pants, but you're playing to like all of these, all of these grandparents. Okay, <laughs> yeah, it's and a it's very like, wholesome you know, audience. <laughs> wholesome audience, and they're like, you know, kicking off with, you know, I wasn't really into metal massively back in the day. I quite like a bit of metal now, but you know, all these guys were like, you know, sort of like greasy haired like metal dudes, you know, <laughs> playing like Slayer to all of these like, grandparents. It's it very weird. And um, what, what were you playing? What, what's your instrument of choice? Oh, guitar. Um, nice. uh, yeah, guitar and also bass. Um, but so I remember, like, we played a couple of tunes. We played like some Hendrix and like I played um, uh, Johnny Be Good. You know uh, oh, that old classic. Cracking. And it starts. It starts off with a you know the guitar riff going. Yeah. And um, back to the future. So I, I, I was the one. I was the one starting that. And, um, like, I just played it so fast, you know, because I was really nervous because I was like, you know, first ever gig. So, I, so I'm starting it, right? And then, like, the rest of the band are shit themselves, and, like, everyone's kicking through the food, you know. And uh, after, the, after, the, uh, after the gig, I was like, boys, too quick, too quick. <laughs> too quick. And, and the, and the teacher was like, "Well, it's because you played it like double speed, mate." <laughs> yeah, I love that you were giving the band shit. Like you started the song off. I know. I was like, I was looking at the drummer, like. <laughs> yeah. But that, that was basically like I say that's like my first gig, really. So was there a band name for that band, Will? No, it was it was Mucky Fingers. That was, <laughs> <laughs> that was actually the first band. It was like. Uh, it was that was so I was playing bass in that band and that was kind of like um yeah it was just like a pub pub band you know it was my mate um we used to call him Mars Bar we uh <laughs> what did he like Mars Bars no his name his second name was Marsden and for some reason his <laughs> he, did, he did actually quite like Mars Bars uh, so he was called Mars Bar and he had a driving instructor. He was maybe like 40 or 40 or 50. They uh, 40 and he was like a guitar player and he, he and a singer. And he was like, oh, you know, I want to, you know, start a band, our first ever band for him. <laughs> and uh, so he was like organizing everything, you know, all of the set lists and stuff like that. And um, you know, I was playing bass. So, uh, so I was, um, that was the first band and he, we were called Mucky Fingers. <laughs> Wait, we played that... at a couple of pubs and stuff. Was and was that did, was that the band you played the this like college concert hall with as well? 
Or was that oh, a different no, that band? Was like, that was kind of like, a, like you make up a band in the right. college. So okay. I thought yeah. I had in my head that you had sort of like the, the dean of the college or whatever introduced to all the grandparents, like, ladies and gentlemen, mucky fingers. Yeah. <laughs> welcome. Something, welcome think, actually, this might take us on to another one of your samples, Finn, because I think there's an Oasis song called Mucky Fingers. Oh. And after all, you're my wonder wall. So are there any standout gigs? And when we say standout, we mean like really awful gigs with Mucky Fingers. So you're playing pubs in and around the Portsmouth and South Sea area? Yeah, like just around the sort area. We play, well, I don't know, we're kind of like, uh, they're all part, they're all gigs from like friends of friends and stuff like that. Like we play like weird birthdays and stuff like that, where, um, you know, stuff, you know, gigs like that really. Um, but there was, I think that was the whole thing. It, there was no standout uh, bad gigs, so I think they were all just pretty bad. You know, <laughs> there's, there's no stand out good gigs. You know, that's the problem. Um, and what I remember you telling me as well, Will, there was once I think with the college there was a tour of the Isle of Wight. That was it. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. So it was like the uh, so it was like a two year course where you just like you're playing. You know, you're, you're focusing on your instrument. You're playing. You know, different little weird gigs and stuff here and there. And then, like, the, at the end of the two year, you do this tour of the Isle of Wight for, you know, three days or three Holy or four shit. days. I can't remember. The whole island, man. Oh, it was, it was epic. You know, it was like, we, uh, yes, yeah, so we, like, we told, like, one of the guys were like, you know, make sure you bring your passport. They're not going to let you in. <laughs> and, the, and the guy's like, oh, have you been serious? And one of the guys like, over here was like, but I don't even have a passport. <laughs> <laughs> But one of them, he brought his passport, and when when we were like in the coach, uh, I think that even like the let the teacher like sort of um, was in on it. it was like everyone got their passports. He was like showing his passport. <laughs> <laughs> but it was good. That was good times, man. It was like um, it was yeah, it was weird. We played at like a different college, so we were like you know uh, we were a music college, you know, from Portsmouth, and we played to another college yeah um you know just some uh for like a couple of hours so so was it it was just one it was one show it wasn't like a shanklin ventnor ride newport <laughs> oh, no, it like, was that no we, yeah we played like uh cows and holy like shit. A few other, i don't even know any other sort of places in olive white to be honest Fishbourne. <laughs> yeah. a couple of the other like little places there um, in the arse end of nowhere, like to about five people. <laughs> you know, they just don't give a shit. Like, who are these? And this for us, it's like the most important gig of our lives. We're like, we are going to rock it tonight. Yeah. <laughs> about five old dudes in there. Like, actually, but if you think about it, on the Isle of Wight, five old dudes is the population of the Isle of Wight. So you've got a full, <laughs> full house, mate. Full cap. Yeah. We smashed it. Yeah. <laughs> I played a house in Guildford, and it was the kind of thing where I think they just they heard me playing and said, um, you know, I've got a party tonight, so would you like to play one, you know, tonight? So I said, yeah, why not? Um, when I got to the house, the, they, like, sort of showed me where I'd be playing. And usually I play for about two hours, something like that. Yeah. And um, so the, the way the house was, like, set up was it had, like, a really long, like, front room and in that, uh, like, living room. And then in that living room, there was, like, a little table full of, like, food and stuff. And then just off to the side of it, there was a little, I don't know what you call it, like a side bit of the living room, like a snug or something. 
yeah. um, where the doors were open. So they put me in there. <laughs> in the little snug. <laughs> like on my own. And I didn't see anybody for like two hours. So I was in that room playing. Wait, they could um, have had a fucking stereo on. <laughs> exactly. It, no, exactly. So when, um, so when the guests were like walking around like with their drinks, they were like <laughs> walking past the room. It's just a bloke. <laughs> There's a guitarist in there. Like, I just look up and go, "Evening." <laughs> so, uh, so strange. That was a weird one. So when I first started, uh, like doing this sort of thing, like acoustic. I say flamenco, but it's like flamenco is like a discipline where you need to be. It's like playing classical music. You know, people who play flamenco are like amazingly good you know i'm i play a little bit of stuff but i'm not i'm not like a flamenco player it's beautiful anyway, stuff too i love it when when someone's nailing it it sounds amazing flamenco guitar yeah i, I love the yeah i love the sound it's, it's a great sound um but anyway i am um, talking about sound so i i had the gig i had this gig with denada and it was on like a saturday night when i first started doing it and i was like uh I was kind of a bit skint at the time. So I had like one like bass and one electric guitar and I'm supposed to be playing flamenco. Um, <laughs> so I was like, shit. And I, had, I didn't even have a, I didn't even have a guitar amp, I had a bass amp. <laughs> so <laughs> I called up, I called up my friend um, who actually I, I was in a band with and he, um, he, uh, he, had, he was like, I said, mate, have you got any, like, an acoustic? I can borrow it. He said, I've got a 12 string. <laughs> Uh, okay, no options. So I was like, yeah, "Let's go for that, mate." So, um, yeah. So I said, "Yeah, cool, no worries." So I so I took the the twelve string, took um like six of the strings off, and um because like this otherwise it sounded rubbish. Yeah, yeah. And but when the problem was when you played it, like the whole of the all of the machine heads at the top all would rattle. <laughs> uh, oh god, because they're all loose. The not playing. So I'd be playing, and it would go <laughs> at the top. So I basically got some like duct tape and just duct taped the top of the guitar head, so it was like so it wouldn't rattle. And did, how, how did it sound in the end? Obviously, you know, you got the residency for three years, so it must have been all right. I'm not going to lie to you, Jack. It sounded like shit. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it wasn't uh, it wasn't Paco de la Tia, put it that way. <laughs> what was what was the next band after? So you finished college and stuff. What was the next band after after that sort of era of your life? Because we were like the originals band. It's definitely it's a different beast than you know doing the sort of covers band and like yeah, yeah. You know, you're making the money and. You know, you, you know, if you're, if you're covering like Mustang Sally and stuff like that to drunk people or whatever, they're Mr. gonna Bright love stars, it. They're gonna love they it. They love it, and yeah. it's great. But when you, you know, when you're playing your own original stuff, it's always, you know, it's much more, it's diff- more difficult. Um, I remember playing one gig, one gig with the boys, and it was uh, like the sound man was was terrible. Like really, I don't know, like he made no experience or something. Um, but when he was doing the sound, like the guy, the guy from the, the first band was testing out the bass drum, like boom, 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 for, for ages, like literally for maybe twenty minutes. 
he just kept hammering the bass drum like, in the sound check. And we were all like, mate, this is like taking the piss. He's like just hitting it and, you know, trying to, it, it wasn't working. Anyway, this was the gig where the first band started playing. And we, we, we were checking it out and then kind of went outside for a quick cigarette. And um, like the sound man came out for a cigarette like, during, <laughs> during the gig. <laughs> the one time when he can't come out for a cigarette, like during a oh, no. fucking set. <laughs> so I was like, as a band playing, he's like, yeah, no, they're all right. They're, they're all good bunch of boys. But like just, um, <laughs> so, after, so after that, um, after that band, I was in this. Um, I was in this uh, function band called 10 out of 10. One gig we played, um, we were testing out this smoke machine. So Big Mac, the lead singer, he, he had this smoke machine and it, it only had like one setting, which was you press it once and it just goes off. Okay. <laughs> once it's finished going off, it stops. So it was, um, it wasn't like you click it and then, a little bit goes off. It's like you click it once, it goes off and it set it. It just like it. floods the room completely. <laughs> Mate, we didn't test it before. Again. That's so great. So we, um, <laughs> we played this gig, we played this um, uh, gig in Guildford. Uh, I haven't got a clue where the venue was. It was like, yeah, just this little little pub. So imagine it's a little pub, cover, ba- cover band, or like sort of funk, we were doing the different functions and stuff like that. And, uh, so we're playing a tune, you know, probably like something like uh, Beat It by Michael Jackson or something like that. Big Mac goes for the big finale of hitting the smoke machine, but <laughs> fills up the pub. <laughs> and um, all, of the, all the smoke alarms go off. <laughs> the, pub, like, the landlord is getting proper angry. He's like, lads, what the, you know, what's going on? Here? <laughs> what the fuck are you doing, lads? What's going on, boys? And so we, um, so yeah, we had to like, um, yeah, like wait for it to finish until you know we could, you know, the off, so. end the song and yeah. beat it. <laughs> did you have a? Did you ever have any sort of like almost famous, like nearly made it moments in any of the iterations of the bands or different shows and stuff like that? Not really, mate. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> well, you might have to repeat that. You went on to mute. You might have to repeat all of that. Oh, sorry, mate. Yeah, <laughs> we yeah. totally missed that whole thing. Wait, so oh, you, yeah. you were at the point where you were in the taxi. He said, what time is the wedding? Oh, okay. So, yeah. So the, he said, what, you know, what time is the wedding? Don't worry. I'm going to get you there. You know, he's, so he's bombing it, you know, down, down the motorway, going as fast as he can. Um, so, uh, so we get there, I've got about five minutes, you know, so, so there's like a congregation sort of outside the, you know, the church area. Okay. So they're uh, not all... sitting down yet. Like they're not sitting in no, the no. church. They ha- yeah. They, ha- they haven't quite come in yet. They're sort of like waiting outside, you know, a couple of them having a cigarette. Everyone's like suited and booted or the women, look, you know, dresses and all that. So I get the, I get the, the taxi. Okay. With all the gear and luckily my, my amplifier, I had a battery, so I didn't have to plug it in, which was good. Nice. Um, and uh, so I get to the venue, and I've got like five minutes to, um, you know, basically to get changed. So I'm in there, like, you know, trousers down, putting my suit, um, putting my, you know, my smart smart clothes on in the church. Um, and, 
yeah so and then I, I basically just made it and the, the people started coming in and I was playing like uh, sort of yeah little, um, jazzy sort of guitar stuff um, nice and then the groom basically said to me when when I've got married when I finally got married um, you know when, when they do the kiss and then they, they go can you play what was it it was Give Me Shelter by um, Rolling Stones for some reason I said, yeah, no worries. So I learned it the day before. And uh, when it came to the actual gig, you know, it's like, and I pronounce you husband and wife, you know, and they kiss. And I couldn't remember it. I just went blank. So I was like, shit. So I just played Brown Sugar. By, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Job done. Yeah. <laughs> so I could, yeah, I couldn't really remember it. You know, when your mind just goes blank. Yeah. I was like, I learned the mind before, and I was like, shit. I can't remember how it goes. I was like, ding, 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 Love it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that is so good. I always think that that um, that wedding stuff is the most like to be a supplier for someone's wedding day must be terrifying. Whether you're playing them down the aisle like you were, or like being the photographer that has to capture the kiss, the moment, the entrance, mm. like or being the video mm. guy or whatever, it would be so stressful. Like the idea of like you get one chance at this because yeah, everyone's yeah. here for this, and if you fuck it up, it's totally your fault, and you probably won't get paid. We were in a band. That was our interview with Mr. William Judge. Uh, thank you, Will. Thank you for your time. Thank you for those stories. Uh, I've been telling everybody those stories since we did that interview, so it's great to finally have those out there in the wild for other people to enjoy. Absolutely, and uh, Will, I appreciate you coming on the podcast, and we'll throw your links down in the description, mate. And if anyone listening needs a musician for their event, for their funeral, for their disco, for their wedding, do get in touch with Will. You're guaranteed uh, a bit of a show there. He's a great bloke. So thank you so much, mate, for coming on. And he's great as well. If you've got any Rolling Stones covers that you want doing, he won't do them. He, he won't do them, won't remember them. It's all part of the price. It's beautiful. <laughs> anyway, without further ado, let's jump into part two of our interview with Mr. Motormouth. We were in a band. I know that um, earlier on, I don't know whether you do it still now, but certainly like you're talking 2014, 2015, you used to do a bit of clashing in your sort of local areas. Um <laughs> I'd love for you to tell us any sort of funny stories in that because we were watching one clash um, on YouTube on Clash Money. It's you versus a guy called Ronnie. He looks like a young kid. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I was absolutely pissing myself. There's one line you start off your first bit like, oh, you know, I'm not I'm, like, why am I wasting my time with this guy? There's like, I studied hip hop. <laughs> you were wanking over Dappy. Like that line just fucking <laughs> that killed me, man. And I was saying to Jack like the. The, the creativity, the ability to think quick on your feet and the ability to not take on board any of like the emotional slurs that are coming your way is something I have so much respect for. Like it's an incredible yeah. art form. Like, yeah. okay, can you speak on that say, time when you cry? If that was me, I would yeah. just be in tears. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Literally like you want a little funnel to the exit and then hopefully your yeah. mum's there with the car to pick you up or whatever. <laughs> 
but like can you speak on those clashes for a little bit like how how did you get involved in them was there any hilarious or kind of strange moments because i know the crowd can be kind of brutal in those as well if you don't get them on your side mm, yeah i mean to be fair i've only i've only done two rap battles like right battling was never really my forte uh i, I used to do a few beatbox battles and stuff um uh but um the the, fir the first ever one i did was uh i was uh, i think it, it was with clash money as well and it was part of an all-day uh poetry event and they had rap battles as well nice uh, but they'll be like rappers going against each other but also poets going against each other as well so it was a really interesting kind of thing the only thing was it was a family event so there was no <laughs> swearing uh but that was cool because it, 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 it as a rapper it's like okay like I, I, I can't use that. I don't have this crutch anymore. I have to think a bit outside the more box. More creatively. So yeah, be a bit more creative with it, and it was cool. And the thing was, I was against uh, a guy named Kane Ashmore, who's also very, very, very good friend of mine, like one of my boys. And we were, you know, we, we were doing gigs together as well as separately around that time. Yeah. And we got asked if we wanted to do a rap battle against each other. But like, you know what I mean? Like David and Goliath or something you know what i mean <laughs> and um yeah man uh it, it, it was it, it was it was interesting but it was it was like because we were, we were saying to each other if, if we were allowed to swear at each other and go crazy like we might not be friends yeah anymore, <laughs> yeah you know uh, <laughs> um but uh yeah that that that, that was that was that was really interesting. I, I used to uh, use props for it as well. There's this one bit where I had like I had like those um, the pop up top hats, and <laughs> okay. at the end of the verse, I I, uh, I take the mick out of him for wearing like uh, Hawaiian shirts all the time, and you know what I mean, tries to look all funky and stuff. And I got to, him, I was like, "Oh, you think you're all cool?" Oh, I said something like, "You think you're all cool with your Hawaiian shirts?" I've got something to top that, a top hat. <laughs> so I like, just pop it out, put it on, and finish my round, and everyone loses. The in mind yes. um it, it's it's on youtube you type in a uh, clash money motor mouth versus um kane ashmore um it, it should come up um with the 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 ronnie one um i, I got asked if i wanted to do it because he um, looked like a young he was a pretty young kid then right yeah he was only like i think he was only like 17 or so oh. and basically uh, um, um, uh, that, that, um that euphorical guy i was telling you about um uh Vanderbilt. He he's the guy who, who runs Clash Money. He's like right. the, the host of it. Um, <clears throat> so he sent to me like he's gonna put me against this guy. Like it's a young, he's a younger kid, he's, but he's he's good. And he, he, he basically he wanted to like do something where like he'd have like uh, a younger generation, some some for the younger generation versus sure. like a bit of like a, a Nottingham legend kind of thing. Do you want to have that kind of yeah yeah, yeah. Um, difference? Um, which is which is cool, and like yeah, Ronnie was cool, man. Like you know, there's even a point where he's like talking like he's like dissing Kane Ashmore, the guy clashed with before, because like, Kane was right there. Kane was at the front, and Ronnie's dissing it. And I mean, Kane look at each other like, <laughs> you know. Um, um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, it was cool, and I, I wasn't really expecting much. I like. Um, I remember, like the, the I didn't write a, I didn't write a third verse. Uh, in fact, I, I I kind of forgot my second verse halfway through. Uh, <laughs> but the third one I made completely up. Uh, got everyone like stumbled and feet, clapping their hands, and I was like rapping to people's claps and stuff like that. Yeah. And I'll never forget his face, man. He was probably like, 
Well, that's the thing. <laughs> you can see it in the video, like the tide turns, because as soon as you've got the, the, the crowd like stomping and clapping and whatnot, like it just feels like it's done because because they are right literally like figuratively right behind you but also literally right behind you there as well it just feels like there's no way back i just felt for this poor kid but i guess that's like that's a part of it right a part of it must be ending the battle and shaking hands and being like you know what fair play oh yeah yeah it was sad i mean like straight after the straight after because i remember there was, there was a look where like i, I dissed i dissed his dad and I, and I think it's that <laughs> there. It was something I, about I, slim fast, eating slim fast out of an ass. I can't remember the lyrics. I don't want to do it justice, but oh shit, it killed I, me. I don't remember, man. Like I, I, I remember watching it back and like I don't know. I, I kind of cringe to look back at myself at certain things. Um, so there's, there's certain lyrics I've completely forgotten about. Oh, it's um, so good. But um, but I remember like when I went, when I went afterwards, I said, like, "Hey, man, like you know." I, I didn't mean anything by it. And it was vice versa. You know, we shook hands, you know, like, um, got, got to have a drink. It was, it was all good. And I, I even said sorry to his dad. His dad was like, no. <laughs> his dad's going, no, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess no, that's cool. I guess it's, it's the same way with, you know, a boxing match, isn't it? Yeah. After boxing finishes, the boxers yeah. shake hands, don't they? It's just, you know, that's just you are boxing, but with words. <laughs> yeah, good sportsmanship, man. Like, it's, it's mm. healthy to see. Because it, it just, it kind of defeats purpose when you see people like having rap battles and then fighting like physically fighting <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean it's like no no this is yeah. out you know what i mean yeah um, exactly that and i think as well i guess you probably would have said that regardless of whoever was was stood there if it was someone else you probably would have said just the same things anyway if you know what i mean there's nothing personal yeah, to the person yeah yeah and it, it was it was one of those like because i kind of like got to know who my enemy? Well, I got to know a bit about my enemy before I battled them. It wasn't kind yeah. of like, like you know, it wasn't like I didn't know who it was completely, and that to just go from bare from bare wit, if that makes sense. So I kind of had like like little ideas of what I might say to him. And, and I remember I remember watching Ronnie uh, before that battle. I've seen him a couple of the battles before, and thinking, yeah, this this kid's got something, man. Like, um, yeah, I, I hope he's still doing his thing. Weird gigs, yeah. 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 Oh, here we go. Go for it. Yeah, this one's just come to mind. Okay. Oh god! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I've got this. Okay, okay, right. So, 2011. Uh, yeah, 2011. I'm uh, I'm playing with this just James band, right? And this is when I'm not long uh, not long joined the band, but I've helped them play and I've helped them get gigs and nuts. Yeah, We're starting to get a bit of a name for ourselves in Nottingham. And uh, some friends of mine uh, put on this put on this night. Uh, and we were headlining it. We we're like, yeah, yeah, cool, cool, Sam. And I invite my godbrother to come to come see. Uh, and he's like, oh, well, yeah, he's like, I'll come, but I've got to shoot straight off because um, uh, there's this band playing at another uh, a, a, a venue called Rock City, basically. Oh, yeah, I know. So, oh, well, I'll come watch, come and give you support. We'll go back and stuff. Yeah, cool, it's fine. So uh, we get to the venue. The venue's called the Chameleon, uh, the Chameleon Bar. Uh, wicked venue, nice sound system, like quite quite a, quite a small space, but you know it's okay. it's pretty cool. Um, and I had no idea who the other bands were. I didn't I didn't know who. And, and some of them were my friends, but I didn't know like what music they did. I don't know what music they made. And the first set that came on was just like a, a two piece, you know, like instrumental trip hoppy kind of stuff, like really left field kind of kind of weird stuff. But mm. it, it was interesting. It was cool. Then the next band that come on before us. Uh, they were called the Vinolens, and uh, 
I look at the stage, right? And so you have the drummer <laughs> who's dressed in uh, an, a sexy nurse outfit that you get from Ann Summers. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> the uh, lead singer, well, you call him a singer, was just standing there, standing in front of a mic uh, with his shirt off and holding a bass guitar. <laughs> There was a guy next to him who was playing electric guitar with hair, like, covering his face. Yes. And then there was another guy on the other side who was just standing in front of a microphone and playing, like, really weird instruments like dog toys and dog whistles <laughs> and just really obscure <laughs> instruments. And, like, this, this, this is as they're setting up. And I'm just like, what? What's going on? And they start playing, and the singer starts singing. Well, I say singing. He was just being standing there with a bass guitar going, and and then there's this guy playing, like, dog whistles and, like, little, like, clicky things, and the the electric guitarist was just out of it. Like, I don't know, he looked like he smoked something hard. And and bear in mind, I've invited my godbrother to this, and we're like, like, he's looking at me like, what is this? Oh, I'm what the fuck? I, I don't know. I have no idea. No one, <laughs> no one sent me a memo. I didn't get an email. Nothing, right? And then there's one point where like the guy t- he takes his sock off, and then he starts like running into the crowd. And there's just there was just loads. There was, there were loads like there were students as well. They're all like everyone's sitting down watching the show. And people like putting a funky sock in their face. And they're like, no, no. And then I'm like, this, this, this is just weird. This is just too weird. So me and my godbrother, I, I go out for a cigarette. I look at my godbrother, I'm like, mate, I'm really sorry about this. I had no idea what's happening. Well, I, th- I think they're on their last song now. Let's just finish the cigarette, watch the last song, and then we'll play. All right, cool, cool, whatever. And then I get upstairs, and um, all of a sudden, the lead singer is standing with nothing on but his... Is, is is his trousers like he's taking everything off? He's just, he's just got his trousers on. And then the guy playing all of these dog whistles and weird stuff, he's just standing there in his underwear, like in his wife runs. And I'm like, I just went out for a cigarette, man. What's going on now? And then <laughs> the lead singer slowly walks over to the monitor speaker, and then like just lays on top of it. And I'm like, oh no, 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 no. no. No, please, no. And then the guy in the wide fronts slowly walks behind the guy leaning over the monitor speakers and then just takes his pants off and then starts to, like, pretend bumming him. And then all of a sudden, all the band are just, like, rolling around on stage. There's feedback going everywhere, like, (laughs) cymbals are crashing, like, microphones fucked up on the floor. Oh, my God. And I was just, like... My my godbrother at that point was just looking at me like... fucking good Alex you better be good and it was just like how do you follow that you know do you know yeah, what I mean yeah like, a real show I mean, stealer yeah I mean luckily people stuck around but it was just like we were on stage I'm there trying to scan cat like trying to figure out what the fuck just happened you know what I mean like but it was weird. I think at the time then I was like that was weird why are they doing that that was uncomfortable blah 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 if I saw it at a festival yeah but now I'm looking back at it like that was actually pretty cool. Like you know what I mean? Like just yeah, I mean they they, they knew that they were like pretty much like it sounded like hot garbage. And they, yeah. they, they, they 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 knew that kind of stuff. But like and I look back at it now and I'm like, yeah, that's punk as fuck. But at the time it was just like and I was, 
But you, you know, know what? I, I, I wasn't used to seeing that kind of thing either, like those kind of bands at that time. So I was just a bit like, fuck. This is so. why the art form works though, right? This is why it's so fucking special being in a band or doing something creatively with music. Because if those four people hadn't found each other, like, oh. who knows how many murders they could have committed? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> These guys needed to be together to be weird together. And uh, that's, that that's it's fucking radical, man. Like, but yeah, bumming your buddy over the, the monitor and people have paid to get in. Holy shit. Yeah. How dare you? Also, you know, you, <laughs> yeah, you never gonna... forgot, you never forgot that gig. Think yeah. of all the bands that you see oh. that open in that you just forget the name, forget everything, you know, never, <laughs> you never forgot that. I mean, are they still going, do you know? Probably. Uh, I, doubt it. I, I, I doubt it very much so. Uh, in fact, yeah, I, I know the uh, the lead singer actually. Like he's uh, he, he went travelling for a bit. He, he went to li- I think he was living in Thailand for a couple of years. Uh, <laughs> and what's the thing is the lead singer. He's a really nice guy. He, he's he's actually quite spiritual. You know, like he, <laughs> I know, I know, I, I know. But yeah, he has that kind of that side to him. But he also has this weirdness to him. Yeah. And then he, the, there was, there was like a time he put a gig on at his house a few years later and th- there was just like this band that played and they just played noise. It was just noise. They were, they were wearing like all these kind of crazy clothes and like, you know, you know when you were kidding, you know, the, you know them, 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 them tubes that could swing? Yeah. The, they had them as one of the instruments and they were even using it as like didgeridoos and like, and, and it, it, it wasn't music. It was just noise. It was like, but it was like it was performing arts. It's like, imagine band practice at one of their houses. <laughs> just like, hey lads, I found this sort of dildo here, and it makes a bit of noise if you if you swing it fast. So uh, why don't we do why don't we do something <laughs> why don't we do something with this next time? <laughs> well, not even that. Just coming down, be like, oh, I've got this new song. Can I play it to you? Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really like the lyrics, mate. <laughs> I like the idea that these guys went forward. You know, everyone gets older. They all suddenly have families and wives and kids. And they're there at the back of the fucking boiler room wherever they're playing. Like, <laughs> watch daddy set. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like absolutely like, ribbing his bases to whatever. <laughs> That's classic. I love that you forgot about that. You blocked that out of your mind and just remembered it. This is the thing, because you asked me about weird gigs. I had a couple in mind, um, but but now I'm like, they're all kind of rushing back. And now I'm going to finish this. That When this is finished, they're all going to come flooding back. And then I'm going to need therapy, I think, definitely. Yeah, in all the 10 years I've been performing. You know what, though? If you do remember any weirder gigs after we kind of hang up from this... What we're going to do eventually is like a segment where we have like people writing in about like strange experiences similar to the kind of interview questions we ask. So if there's any that are noteworthy, write them down, put an anonymous name on it and we'll read it out as like a fan letter and it'll be fucking brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Like, oof. Better put on on a seatbelt, man. But um, yeah. Yeah, man. Like it, it, it was. It was. I've, I've seen a lot. Of, I've seen seen some things, man. Seen some stuff. <laughs> you oh, know, that was great. There's, there's a part of me that still likes that kind of stuff. I've always been quite of a weird person, anyway. Do you know what I mean? So, I, I guess at the time when I was just kind of like finding my finding my feet with music, I wouldn't. Ex- I just did. There's just certain things I just didn't expect <laughs> at the time. Yeah. I was just like, Ugh. Whereas I now, I'm like, yeah, sir. Like, if those guys were playing playing down the road, I'd go see them. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, shit. 100%. You've sold That's me, man. Entertainment. I would definitely go and check those guys out. Be unreal. <laughs> you know you're in for a good night. Mm. 
What, That's it. <laughs> what was the band called? What were they? What was the outfit called? Uh, the Vin Vinolence. Vinolence. I think that's how you pronounce it. V I V I N Vino L E N T S. Yeah, the Vinolence. Nice. Well, shout out the Vinolence. Yeah, MySpace.com Vinolence. You boys are still going, and if you fancy some pants off fun next time, once we all open up after COVID, check those guys out. Yeah, yeah. Start another pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. To where can people that are listening to this? Where can they follow you? Where's best for them to find you? What are you most active on? For for now, you can follow me on uh, Instagram. Uh, it's young underscore motormouth, uh, mouth with an F instead of th because I'm gangster. Uh, also, uh, same name, uh, motormouth uh, on Facebook. Uh, I'm not on Twitter. I can't stand Twitter. Uh, I mean, I know I, I was on it at one point, but uh, yeah, but but. Then again, it's what I think once I've got more more releases going, I'm gonna have to jump on the Twitter wagon and stuff like that. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so uh, Motormouth uh, on Facebook, uh, uh, Young underscore Motormouth on Instagram. Awesome man, yeah, definitely check out Motormouth stuff. As I say, like he he is a man of of many talents, many different things. I loved researching you on the internet because you just get a whole plethora from clashes to like bits in boats <laughs> to I even found a vlog of you at an Italian beatboxing competition oh, one time yeah. which was yeah, that was cool man. which was very yeah. funny um yeah I, I didn't yeah a bit all over man like that that was not just quickly say like uh I I applied for um th- th- this 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 guy uh named Tobias he heard about me and was like, I'm helping organize a uh, a beat uh, like a loop station competition in Italy, and it was I think you'd be good for it. And I was like, oh, I'll apply, I'll apply for it, but nah, I'm not going to get it. You know what I mean? Whatever. Applied for it. It's like congratulations, you 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 you're now you're going to Italy. I'm like, shit. <laughs> How the fuck am I going to get to Italy? How the fuck am I, I've, got, I've got no money whatsoever. Um, so I did. I did a, a GoFundMe page, a, a GoFundMe thing, yeah. and uh, uh, I was um, I was on my way to uh, I was on my way to a festival uh, called Green Man at the time, and uh, I I, I, put, I, I sent off I, I, I put the um, the GoFundMe thing like live on like on the internet, I made, I made it live, and um, I get to this festival and I, I have no signal, so I, I, I can't check like who's you know, who's seen the post or anything like that. And then I somehow get a bit of signal on my phone and I get a call from my boss. And he's like, dude, dude, have you seen it? Have you seen it? Is that like, what? It's like, your target was 500 pounds, right? Like, yeah, it's 700 pounds right now. Like, holy shit. Oh, yeah. I was like, what? So like, yeah, people helped me like, so basically the funding was for the, so, so I can just get a ticket and fly out there. Maybe, maybe a bit of like, you know, yeah. travel and and people just like flooded it in, man. Like it was, it was sound. So yeah, with, without without my, the, my Nottingham people, without my friends, like that competition wouldn't have happened, man. So and which and I came third in it as well. So yeah, big big up to big up to those people, man. And um, and and it was one of those ways when you do like a GoFundMe, it's like oh, in return you'll get this. And I'd be like, yeah, in return you'll get like uh, my album. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're playing the long game. They're playing yeah, the long yeah. game. But, but the, the thing was, I, I remember I was talking about it. Like, saying to people, "I'm really sorry that I haven't done that." I haven't done that. And they were like, "No, Alex, like, no, we we, we wanted to do this to. We, we don't want anything back. We just want to, you know, we wanted to help you get there, kind of thing." 
That's really one sweet. funny thing to me because, like, you know, all all my years that I've been performing music, man, like, it's only been, I mean, yeah, it's been like what, like, twelve years I've been performing, and it's the first like three maybe that I'm actually that I've been actually getting like some, uh, some 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 like regular like like paying work like. like and people were saying, like, even my friend that came out with me, you know, I was saying to me, oh, I'm rare, rare, I don't know when I'm going to get this EP out. And they're like, Alex, how many gigs have you done for free? And I went, hundreds. And he went, there you go. This is pretty much your payment. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. No, I, you know. I feel that. I feel that. I think that that's a really cool gesture. And as well, you know, you made the vlog too, so people could actually see that you went, you spent the money on the thing you were going to spend it on. Like you were truthful in that sense. And the vlog was fucking yep. funny too. I love there. There was a scene where you're like, "We're going out tonight. We're going to get pissed." And then you're like, "I would bring the camera out, but I'm going to fucking break it." And then the next shot is yeah. you. The next one, like, "Oh fucking hell!" <laughs> it's yeah. so hungover. It's absolutely it's great content. It was absolutely, oh my God, because it, it was for my friend's birthday, my mate yeah. Darren, uh, Dazabisha. It was for his birthday, and like, uh, oh my God. It was, it was really weird, because we've heard, we heard about this club that was nearby, so we're like, yeah, right, we'll have three drinks at the hotel, go to the club, you know what I'm <laughs> And then we get there, and the door is shut, and we're, we're already pretty drunk, and we're there, like, banging the door, like, <laughs> and then this old, angry Italian man just opens the door, and he's like shouting and screaming at us in Italian, like, <laughs> like I can't speak Italian, but he was just like proper, like, <laughs> and we're both there, like, we just, wanted, we just wanted the party, man, you know what I mean? And he just slams the door in our face. We're like, eh, okay, <laughs> well, that was that then. But um, yeah, we, we ended up just like on this little embankment, just like playing music and just like drinking Bacardi and like, yeah, and then we were just kind of like walking around the city. The thing is, if you get caught on the streets, uh, pissed in in Italy, like you know, you can get like fined, maybe even arrested. Do you know what I mean? But oh, like really? where we were, it's this little like a town called Fasano in North Italy. And like after a certain time, it's just a ghost town. No one's around, so it was just me and him, just like walking around town, playing playing music and just being very loud. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and what should have been, what should have been a ten minute walk from where we were to the hotel it took us an hour and fifteen minutes. We were just, <laughs> Falling all over the floor and yeah, it, it was like so. Yeah, that was the aftermath. You saw the aftermath on that bit, like, bit, like obviously, like I'm giving you the behind the scenes of what yeah, happened yeah. here. I mean, not really many people know, like you know what I mean. So, but that yeah, they did. And uh, you never found the club. You never found the club. The club didn't exist. No, no, no. We we found the club, but the club that we went to the club, we knocked onto it. It, it was a club, but like this. But I think it's because we were banging on the door so loud, the angry Italian guy opened it up and just told us to fuck off. Oh. <laughs> Maybe if we were like knocked on a bit nicer and we weren't so like laddie and like, you know, because I bet they were like fucking British tourists. What, you, not having you in here. Yeah. Go. And we're like, oh, okay. <laughs> 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 we'll have our own party. Screw it. Alex Motormouth Young, it's been an absolute pleasure, mate, to chat right, to you. Yeah. Thank, Thank you so, so much for your time, time man. Anytime, man. Anytime. Like, man, I've, I've, I've really enjoyed this. This has been a lot of fun and yeah. I've had, a, I've had a really good laugh. It's been it's been really cool to kind of like flashback on myself a bit and just yeah. And I kind of see what see where I've come to like the chronicles of Motormouth. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's been <laughs> been really nice, man. But um, yeah, all all the best to you guys and thank you so much for having me. We were in a band. Okay, that was part two with the legendary Motormouth. 
Alex, thank you so much for your time and sharing all those stories with us. It was an absolute pleasure. And I hope you, the listener, if you are listening, I uh, hope you did enjoy that too. Man, that was so good. Alex, we really do appreciate you, mate. And I, I can't wait to come and uh, check you out live. Um, so uh, hopefully you've got some stuff coming up that me and Jack can bounce down to. That would be absolutely awesome. But guys, uh, that brings us to the end of another episode. And I thank you all so much for listening. If you've got to this episode, episode four, uh, we really appreciate you putting in the time, putting in the effort uh, and giving us a listen. If you if you are that way inclined, give us a, a like, give us a, a review or a little subscription or a follow or something like that just to let us know you're out there. Um, that would be absolutely awesome. Um, and as we do at the end of all of our episodes, I'll, I'll give you a, I'll post a link down below as to how you can kind of reach Motormouth. I think his main pipe is uh, Instagram. His Instagram is young underscore Motormouth. We'll put it in the description of the episode. And as always, we're going to leave you with a track that he features on. Uh, this is from an album called More Than Soul by a band called Space Dolphin, which it's is a pretty, nice. pretty radical name, isn't it? Um, and the track that he features on is called Alaroy. I think that's how you pronounce it, Alaroy, but it's funky as hell. Um, so we're going to leave you with that. Um, thanks again for listening, and we'll see you on the next one. Understood, rub what grain handles on spades, push the shovel, sprint instead of shuffle, but mind the gap, please. Reflections in between are a lot closer than they seem. The three beans sprouted out of the ground and spiraled staircases to heaven for the caretakers whose lives they saved, laced with unconditional love and divine. Crystallized mist brings a home above them and shine. The road turns a dangerous, forsaken nature is tainted. The shaman with the learning place stays patient. One head, one breath, one step at a time. On nest, one nest, does God want to divide? No question ever answered is as willing as wind Mysterious in direction and what it goes in the flow is Rippling through vibrational pressure that drops patterns Scattering around madness of the salt but combined Balance Motorized, poltergeist, polarized the scene Power of Christ compel thee, me?
different Kinda like a family collective with life levels Might rebel, might settle, might pop on a hot kettle Might invest and invest in case it gets over from cracking codes In my metaphysical mode But if my spirit can cope, I'll turn sugar to honey Mixed milk till complexion is texture for me Seeing myself in my kind of cup of tea Not too sweet, nor bitter in the middle yeah, Such is my life Comfy and reclined forever what is on my mind Man, I really need to dance until I die Smoke a signal, campfires to invite With a celebration manifested from a nation of rainbows Warriors at ease, peace pipes past ease Lungs take deep breath, make complete sense Duck, jump, as high as me, likely Decide to breathe, tired G, try to leave, I Just close the door quietly We need to keep these frequencies as peaceful as possible Or kingdoms will erupt something that is horrible Yo, don't break it now